Hello and welcome to the Mondanac Center. This is the Mondanac Center podcast, and today we're having a Q&A episode where we answer questions from our apprenticeship students and our mentorship students. And uh, today it's going to be a solo show because uh, Lauva is currently in Quebec, where I am going to be going to uh, be with her very soon before we head off on a week-long excursion into the middle of nowhere, pretty much, to a uh, to Mondanac Lake, which is a very spiritually active place. The name means, uh, Mondanac means uh, the meeting place of the spirits. And the, the lake itself is said to have two lake monsters in the local lore. So it's, uh, it's a pretty cool lake. So looking forward to getting up there. So uh, today we're answering Q&A questions. And uh, I guess we'll just jump in. So any suggestions on how to spiritually deal with or handle toxic relatives? How to protect oneself from their toxic effect? How to maybe send them good vibes, so to speak, with some of my practice? Uh, this is a very, very good question. Um, one thing that, uh, that I would say regarding the, um, the last part of the question, how to send uh, good vibes, so to speak, with some of my practice, uh, there is the thing of, of free will. And so it's very difficult to work on someone uh, without their consent or knowledge. However, if it is sending uh, good vibes and perhaps, you know, trying to improve their life so that they have a more positive outlook, uh, that is certainly something you can do. Uh, so... For, Getting back to the, to the first part, so any suggestions on how to spiritually deal with or handle toxic relatives? One important thing, very important thing, is to have boundaries. And you can see that uh, even in nature, right? Animals have very clear and strong boundaries, right? You can see uh, chipmunks or squirrels chirping at each other to set out their their territory. And you know, there's a lot of fighting and squabbling in nature because of boundaries. Boundaries are natural. So never feel bad about having boundaries. Uh, now, spiritually, you can enforce boundaries. Uh, for instance, when you uh, are meeting with someone who you find toxic, you can envision a, a sphere or an egg of impenetrable light around you that nothing can get through so that then if you go and let's say you hug that person right they're not they're not draining you they're not affecting you you are surrounded and protected by that ball of light and as we've talked about before with visualization uh, visualization matters because it's it's a request to the spirit world to do something right so by visualizing that egg of light around you you are asking the spirits to protect you energetically in that situation. It's not that there's a literal ball of light around you, but there is that ball of protection uh, for your consciousness, for your energetic body, uh, for your physical body that the spirits are going to generate, right? It maybe not might not be literally like in your vision, but it is there, right? So that's, that's the importance of visualization. Definitely always... Uh, uh, you know, if you're meeting with someone toxic, whether they're related to you or not, um, definitely envision that that protective uh, ball of light around you. And uh, 
then also um, one of the most important things that comes on the journey of shamanism is is the teaching of becoming uh, less reactive. And this is something that uh, has come through, uh, at least on my shamanic journey and, and, uh, and many others. And this is the idea that, look, someone might be toxic, someone might be negative. Uh, it doesn't need to affect you. Right. This is this is kind of your soul generating its own inner strength and direction. Right. You are you and nothing has to affect you. Nothing has to shift the direction that you're going in. Someone has their problems and those are those are that person's problems. They don't have to be yours. In fact, if you allow them to become your problems, that's something that you are doing. Uh, you don't need to be reactive you don't need to uh to see that or to to react in any way to what they're doing that's an incredibly difficult thing uh, i know but uh um in one way one way to do that and this is a suggestion that we have received from the spirits is uh, a suggestion for that is to uh treat a person as a neighbor uh in that you know, you don't necessarily have a, a, a close relationship with a neighbor, but you don't have a negative one with them either. There's certain protocols to a good neighbor that are followed. And that is kind of the mental mindset that is, it can be useful for dealing with a toxic relative. Uh, so for instance, you know, you, when you see them, you're polite, but you know, you don't necessarily share things with them, share information that can be used against you or that is oversharing or personal sharing, right? You don't uh, share everything uh, with a neighbor, uh, but you stay on good terms with them uh, as a form of, uh, you know, politeness and, and etiquette. And uh, so this is something that can be done to help with the toxicity, like literally start to see that person as a neighbor and not someone who you have to let into your bubble because they're a relative, right? You're still going to be perfectly charming and kind and gracious towards that person. But there's something that shifts in the fundamental relationship there, that it's uh, this person is no longer invited in to your, you know, your, your, your heart. Um, and, and, and invited into your, your own personal energetic space, your personal space. Um, you know, you can still have a lot of love and respect and, and for that person, but you're not opening yourself to that person in the same way. Uh, so that's, that's another way of protecting yourself, right? So kind of the neighbor approach and also uh, visualizing a, a bubble of energy. Now, how to maybe send them good vibes uh, with some of your practice? Uh, absolutely. You know what? It's quite, it's quite simple. If you want to help someone, just uh, visualize sending out uh, positive energy to them. It, once again, it's that simple. Make sure you get into a nice, calm, relaxed state, right? Because you want to be in that altered state of consciousness when you do any kind of magical working or intention-based working. And then just visualize, just sending out light, uh, healing, uh, positive light from your heart and sending it out to that person. Once again, it's visualization. What you visualize, the spirits will manifest. They will send that out and they will help that person. And maybe it'll help them in a positive way, right? You don't, 
you're not as as a circling back to what we started with uh you don't want to you know control their character control their personality through magic look that's absolutely possible uh but you don't want to do it uh because uh it's it's then you're starting to mess with free will and positive spirits won't help you with that. There's more neutral spirits that will help you with that, but everything comes at a price. So uh, you don't want to, to start getting into that. Uh, if you want to just work with positive spirits that aren't going to ask for something in return, then uh, definitely just send that positivity. And, you know, sending that positivity to that person, if they start feeling it, that certainly might bring an improvement in their personality and in their character. Um, so, you know, that, that would be something to, uh, to consider. Now, going on to the next question. Is it normal to feel fear when listening to the drumbeat of a shamanic journey? I heard others mention this too. What's your opinion on why listening to it elicits such strong feelings? Yes, I've heard this a lot from uh, from students and others, and I think it's because it's triggering something, right? It's triggering triggering something deep inside you. I think a primal memory, maybe. Um, one thing I know uh, is that those who are drawn to this path have dealt and worked with these types of things before in past lives. Uh, usually this is not your first rodeo. This is not the first time that you've been involved in shamanism or witchcraft or all this. It's, uh, it's usually a homecoming. And I feel like like when you first get into shamanic work, when you start hearing that drumbeat, I think it might be a callback. It might be a memory, you know, hey, uh, this is something that is deep within your soul. And that can be overwhelming, for sure. Uh, now, also, I think that the drum beat, the, the drum track that we have at the Monanac Center that on our YouTube channel uh, is very powerful, very effective. Uh, but I think it's, uh, it is a bit scarier than other drum beats. Uh, I, I have, I've heard that from some people. It's, it's much deeper than, uh, than other tracks online. Uh, a lot of other tracks, they're very, uh, they're tinier, tinier, uh, and uh, a lot more at the treble end. And it's, uh, when I was developing uh, the, uh, the drum track there, I was really working on trying to get that bass sound, right? Because we have this, this great big drum. And when you hear that in person, right? It's that, you know, it has that bass to it, that really reverberating vibration. And I just love that. And I wasn't getting that from any of the drum tracks. So I wanted to get that into the track. And uh, so that it took, it took a lot of sound engineering, but I finally got it. Uh, and finally, like to a way that wasn't overwhelming the mic and, <laughs> and uh, problems with the gain and all that, because it's really tough to get the, the, the bass. So, and, and so the solution I, I think uh, that people have come to is usually just to focus on the treble end. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so uh, it is a, a unique track in that it has that bass. And uh, I think that it might be a little more intimidating because of that. So sorry about that. Sorry to, to scare <laughs> newcomers to the, uh, 
to the track but uh, i think for that it's uh it really puts you in a deep state I, other tracks absolutely do as well um it's it's really that that beat right that uh, that rate of uh, the beats per minute that puts you into the tr into the trance whether it's on the treble end or whether it has a lot of bass but um yeah ours ours is certainly bassy um and you know you don't have to listen to ours right you can uh, you can definitely seek out uh, other drum tracks as well <laughs> we will not be offended um there's uh, you know definitely find uh what works for you definitely and finally our last question for today uh, in addition to cleansing and giving an offering to the genius loci how do you advise spiritually settling into a new house is there a particular offering or ceremony you think would help the, with the transition or is it more about the intention behind the offerings very good question. Uh, and for those who don't know, the genius loci is uh, it's Latin for a spirit of place, and it's essentially a caretaker spirit for um, a particular area. Uh, and uh, so even in, uh, in ancient Roman society, uh, the genius loci, they would have little statues for it within the house as a way to connect and protect the home. So that is very important to give a cleanse, uh, to give an offering to the genius loci, uh, to make friends with that caretaker spirit uh, of that area. That's a very good thing to do when you first move in. Now, when you're spiritually settling in, though, uh, the thing that we like to 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 say and to um, remind people is that you want to make friends with the spiritual ecosystem that is there. You want to. Uh, become uh, part of that spiritual ecosystem as well. You want to engage and enter into symbiosis with the beings who are there, right? And, and symbiosis, it's the opposite of a parasite. Parasites, they take, but symbiosis, uh, both sides uh, uh, will benefit, uh, but they also both give, right? And, um, and it's, a, it's a, a relationship that benefits both parties. Now, um, so what you, uh, what you want to do when you get to a new place is really make friends. And one of the best ways to make friends is to give gifts. Uh, give selfless gifts, right? And you know, don't, don't give the gift like, hey, here's, here's something, now will you watch over me? Like, just, just give to, to give, right? And, um, you want to make friends here. And, uh, you know, the, the important thing about making friends is you, you know, you don't make, you don't, find a friend or make a friend because you want help moving, right? Uh, that's the wrong intention for, for making a friend. Uh, rather, just make friends to, to have a friend, right? That's the important intention to have. And so if you can do that, uh, it, it's already going to become a whole lot smoother with you for you uh, for the transition. And so just, uh, just give offerings to the local spirits, uh, willingly and happily and with your heart and they will absolutely adore you for it right and just give to give give because you're giving joy to these spirits remember these spirits do feel joy they feel happiness give them some interesting things give them some cool trinkets some cool uh, or some cool food uh, these are uh, you know this is the what makes life rich and they enjoy that as well. 
Uh, so yeah, there's no particular offering or ceremony to do. Just just give some nice nice offerings. Give some interesting things as well. You know they they like it. They have a the a lot of spirits have a certain playfulness to them. So give them interesting, unique that type of thing. Uh, you know if you want to go out there and play an instrument for them for a little while and and dedicate it to them. That's an offering. If you want to give them a cool little bracelet or trinket, trinket, that is another offering. Give them a crystal. Give them some seeds. They will absolutely adore this kind of thing. And you will create a very positive relationship, a friendship with the local spirits. And of course, yeah, when you give these things, always have the intention. Give the intention that you are giving them uh, to these spirits. Um, otherwise, it's just, you know, you're placing down an object. So you need to have that will and intention that this is, in fact, an offering. This is going to those spirits so that they can enjoy it. And, you know, if you have friends, you know, no matter what negative things might be at that property, if it's haunted or if there's something there, um, if you have friends there, they'll protect you. And that's a very powerful thing as well. And they'll uh, they'll help you if you ever have to cast anything out of there as well. So when you're going to a new place, find friends. And in fact, this is something that I advise even when you go for a hike. You know, if you're going into a new provincial park that you haven't been to, make friends with the local spirits. And uh, uh, that will, uh, you know, make it uh, a bit smoother of a trip. So, you know, I, I whenever I go hiking or something, I always carry some nuts and seeds with me. So at least I can put that down and say, hey, to the spirits of the land, you know, may you enjoy this. And you're making friends with the uh, with the beings in that immediate area. So that is uh, pretty much it for the Q&A today. So you all have a wonderful week. Uh, in fact, uh, Lauva and I won't be back until the 8th. So uh, until then, uh, you have a uh, wonderful time. And uh, we uh, will be having a Q&A released on uh, the upcoming Friday, even though we'll be away as it's uh, scheduled to automatically go up. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, until next time, uh, lots of love and light, everyone. Take care and uh, bye bye.